Hey there, Grease Wheels Nation. This is Eric, the producer, here to tell you again about our sponsor for today's show, ToolheadsCrate.com. Now, this month's Toolheads Crate, this is for September coming up, they are sponsored by Toolbox Widget. Toolbox Widget is a modular organization set that features interlocking organization for wrenches and screwdrivers. And judging by the photos of some of your toolboxes, you probably might want to pick this one up. Every Toolheads Crate box is $35.99 plus exact shipping. They ship out on the 15th of every month. And one lucky winner for the Golden Wrench this month is going to get their entire box outfitted with widget organization from Toolbox Widget. And of course, this is just in addition to all the other great stuff that you usually get in the Toolheads Crate box, such as t-shirts, coupon codes, discount codes, and the things that give you a little taste of some of your favorite tool companies. Toolheadscrate.com, cheap box, better stuff. Keeping the lights on here at Grease the Wheels. Now I think it's about time to turn it over to Uncle Jimmy, who's going to talk today about what people think is wrong with their cars. Obviously those people, not mechanics. Otherwise, they'd probably have an answer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your Uncle Jimmy coming to you straight from the Rock and Roll Garage with your weekly technician podcast, Grease the Wheels. The subject of today's podcast is going to be what I call what they think is wrong. I'm talking about customers, talking about non-technicians, people who are not automotive mechanics, people who are not mechanics of any kind, and what they think is wrong with whatever it is they have. Uh, this, this subject kind of molds kind of goes in two separate directions. It's kind of comes to a fork in the road, okay? Uh, when, I, when I say that, what I mean is that sometimes what people think is wrong is itself wrong. And sometimes what they think is wrong is right, but it's wrong that they came up with it because they were just basically guessing. Now, I don't, I don't really care what you work on. It doesn't matter. You, all, you have all had to, trust me, I know, you have all had to deal with this. Whether you work on heavy equipment, whether you work on planes, trains, automobiles, whatever you work on, you have had to deal with the owner slash operator of that particular vehicle or that particular piece of machinery telling you what they think is wrong. And I would say probably 80% of the time, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> they just don't know. If you're not a technician, there's a lot of times where stuff does certain things and you think you know why and you think you know where it's coming from, what the problem is. You think you know what it is. And uh, I think in a lot of cases, and this is strictly my opinion, which of course this podcast is all about. It's just basically my opinion. I think in my opinion, a lot of times when a customer rolls into my dealership with a car and they think they know what's wrong with it, usually it's because it's customer pay. And usually it's because what they think is wrong with it would be cheap and easy to fix. And rarely is that the case. And I understand what, what that comes from. That comes from not wanting to have to pay. Because when it comes right down to it, nobody wants to have to pay to get their shit fixed. We don't, as mechanics, we certainly don't want to pay to have our stuff fixed. We don't want to pay. And if I got a, a tool that's broken and it's out of warranty and I need it to work and it doesn't work and I give it to somebody who's going to fix it and they tell me I have to pay, I moan like a little girl. I do. I go, ah, what the fuck? What do I got to pay to get that fixed? It's brand new. No, it's not. You bought it three years ago and the warranty ran out a year ago. You got to pay to get it fixed. Fuck. All the thing needs is a switch, you know? There I am doing it right there. 
what the customer thinks. A lot of times if I have a tool and it's something that can be fixed and I send it in to get it fixed and I think, oh, it's just a switch, I find out that that thing is so completely fucking hammered that they end up sending it back to me in a big Ziploc bag all torn apart going, yeah, we can't fix this. I'm hard on my tools, man. I don't know about you guys. I fucking kick the shit out of them. They got a job to do? Fucking A, they're going to do it. You know? If I got to take a, a fucking lug nut off a car and I've got my little quarter drive gun in my hand, I want that son of a bitch to take that nut off and God damn it, it's going to die trying. <laughs> uh, but I do it. I do it. I tell people what I think is wrong all the time. And as a matter of fact, we, that's what we're paid to do. We're paid to tell people what we think is wrong with their car. It's just funny sometimes and pathetic even when they try to tell us what they think is wrong. It's like, ah, oh, you know, uh, uh, I got a leak coming from my radiator hose. No, you got a leak coming from your engine block. It's coming out right where the connecting rod went through the fucking side of it, buddy. <laughs> Ain't no radiator hose in the world going to fix that, pal. <laughs> uh, but that's how it is. That's how ridiculous it is. Is They want it to be a, a fucking $12 radiator hose and not a $1,200 fucking engine or a $12,000 engine, for Christ's sakes. In some cases, this shit's gotten expensive, you know? Can't fix nothing for 100 bucks anymore. Christ, 100 bucks is what it costs just to look at the fucking thing. Shit. People tell me all the time what they think is wrong with their stuff. Uh, what I love is when you get uh, two or three different people telling you what you, they think is wrong with the car, and they're all different. I love that more than anything. I got that just the other day. As a matter of fact, we had a brand, 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 brand new car. Came through the shop. There were two guys in it. One was a sales manager, and one was a salesman. And I mean, this car just came off the truck maybe two, three days earlier. And from there, it came off a boat. And it spent probably six weeks on a boat. And before that, it was in a different part of Europe being built in a factory. So it's new, but it's been around the fucking world, and yet it only has three miles on it, okay? So it's been jostled, strapped down on a boat, and, and, and shook around like a dog shitting razor blades for six weeks while it came across the North Sea and then the Atlantic and then into a, the Gulf of Mexico and then dropped off somewhere, probably Galveston or some shit like that, okay? And then they loaded it up on a big fucking semi-truck, strapped it down again, and brought it to me. Unstrapped it, backed it off, parked it in my parking lot. And now two guys are out there driving around going, it's got a noise. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, and where is the noise coming from? And I got two different answers. Well, I think it's coming from the drive shaft. And the other guy says, no, it's coming from the front. And uh, I'm like, okay. And I heard the noise. And I thought it was coming from somewhere different than both of them said. So I'm the mechanic. They're not mechanics. They think they are. They think they could be, I'm sure, uh, because it's a simple job, you know. Being an auto mechanic is simple. It's easy. All you need is a bunch of tools, a bad attitude. You need to learn some four-letter words. And fucking A, man, you're on your way to being a mechanic, for Christ's sakes. Uh, these guys were all wrong. And uh, I actually said out loud, and I really don't have it documented. It's not that big a deal. But I did say to myself or out loud at least, that I thought it was a control arm where the bushing was improperly tightened, which it's stupid that it happens, but it does. Now, I wasn't able to look at the car, and uh, the next day, uh, the gentleman, one of the gentlemen in the car actually sold it to somebody and wanted to deliver it, but they wanted this noise to be gone too. Now, they said to me what they think it is, what they think is wrong, what they think it is. And so in their mind, if they think that they can figure out what the noise is, for Christ's sakes, it should be easy to fix, right? No, 
No. Well, in this particular case, it actually was easy to fix. But if you let them know that it was easy to fix, then the next time they got a fucking problem with a noise or some shit going on with a car that just came off the car carrier, they're going to think that that's easy too. And it begins to build into a pattern where they think everything is easy. And you don't want to do that. So you never let them off the hook. Never, never, never. When somebody tells you what they think is wrong and they're right, you have to tell them they were wrong. Okay? It's something you as a mechanic have to do to keep these people who aren't mechanics from thinking that they fucking are when they're not. Okay? You think something's wrong with the car. That's just adorable. I treasure that more than anything. What I really need for you to do is to go back up front where they have this little room where you can wait. It's ironically enough called the waiting room. And what I want you to do is I want you to go up there and have some of the free things to eat that they have laying around and maybe get a drink of water and watch some TV and shut the fuck up. Don't tell me how to do my fucking job, even if you think you know how to do it. All right, I won't tell you how to do your job, which right now seems like you're just trying to be a pain in the ass. And guess what? I've got a master's degree in being a pain in the ass, honey. So go up front, get away from me, all right? I'll figure out what's wrong with it. Anyway, with this particular brand new car that had taken a trip from halfway across the fucking planet on a train, a truck, and a boat, and I suggested that possibly the thrust arm bushing was improperly tightened because that was what I thought I heard. It turned out to be an improperly tightened thrust arm bushing, so I was right, but I was still guessing. And if it had not been the thrust arm bushing that was tightened improperly, I would not have been surprised. You know why? Because my guess was, wait for it, boys and girls, it was a guess. And when you guess, you have to know in your head, as an auto mechanic, or anything else for that matter, that you could be wrong. And more than likely, you are wrong. This is the problem I have with customers. When they come in and they tell me what they think is wrong, they're wrong. 100% of the time, even when they're not wrong. One of the other things that I enjoy the most about working on cars is that they do things that you can't explain. You can't, you can't explain it. You can't explain why they do what they do. And, And one of the things that happens is whenever somebody comes up to me and they tell me they've got a complaint with a car, they say, uh, uh, I I know that this sounds really weird, but this is something that it does. And, and then they go on and they describe some fucking weird thing that the car does. And, and gentlemen, and ladies, if you're listening, if you're a technician, you've had this before. We've all had this before. Where people complain about something that their car does all the time. All the time. Which means from the beginning of time to the end of time, it has been doing it. From before the Paleozoic era to the most distant future date that mankind can even conceive. It has been doing this problem. And suddenly, now that the car is at the dealership, it doesn't fucking do it anymore. Well, my problem with that is, okay, that if your car is not doing whatever it is you said it was doing, I cannot fix it. I cannot fix an imaginary problem. I don't have an imaginary friend anymore that I can have fix your imaginary problem with his imaginary tools so that you can go on and continue to exist in your imaginary world where this noise is there all the fucking time, except today, now that you're here. This is another problem that I have with customers and what they think is wrong, okay? Because sometimes what they think is wrong is not wrong at all. It's just something that's not a problem at all. I've had people complain about features, on a car, features, things that it does. 
weird things that it does granted but things that it does uh one of the one of the newer options that we have in the cars that i work on which i find shocking i I, i'm not a fan of this at all is that they have a lane change warning device that takes a illustration from a camera i'm only assuming Uh, honestly i don't know how it works perfect i don't understand exactly how it works if it if it fails and I have to fix it, I will figure out exactly how it works, but I haven't had to do that yet. But you're driving down the road and it has a camera that looks at the lines in the road and when they disappear underneath the car, you get a lane change warning in the steering wheel, which is the steering wheel shakes to let you know that you're not in your fucking lane anymore. And now there's another thing they added to it, which is part of the, of the stability control, I can only imagine how and or why. It turns the steering wheel for you to put you back into your lane. This is not a feature I want. And I could see this feature causing enormous fucking problems. And I, and I I feel like it's not very well thought out because here's the deal. I'm a line hugger from way back, baby. My mother used to complain endlessly whenever she rode with me that I was practically in the other lane. I was so close to the line. It's just something I do. Uh, I was actually, uh, I don't want to say I was taught how to do this by driver's ed. Driver's ed didn't teach me much. I'd been driving for, you know, probably 10 years by the time I took driver ed in high school. I lived on a farm. We, we drove out back constantly. I mean, I honestly remember driving down some of the lanes on our farm at 140 miles an hour in an old 1970 429 Thunderbird and then just jerking the wheel to the left or the right to watch this thing sit in the field and spin like a fucking top. Seriously, you know? So taking driver's ed, I didn't really learn that much from them, but one of the things that they did tell us was that you should try to drive as close as you can to the center line of the road because if something jumps out in front of you, you can go left if there's no traffic there or you have some space to go right. And it made sense to me. So that's the way I drive. I drive and I'm usually right on top of the uh, center line of the road. It's not the best place to be in the world, but uh, I've never hit anything by hugging that line. So I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. So if I drive one of these cars that has this feature on it and it starts trying to throw me back across the highway to the other side of the road, I get a little fucking cranky about it. You know, especially being an old guy. I don't really like technology all that fucking much. You, if you ask me, a telephone is a box that's supposed to be screwed to the fucking wall with a cable going to it, you know? Not something I carry in my fucking pocket and can take pictures with, for Christ's sakes. I mean, maybe if we had spaceships and I could get beamed up to them, then I wouldn't mind having a phone in my pocket. But otherwise, you know, I'd rather have one just at home that I can ignore a lot easier when I'm not there instead of one that I have to constantly lie about being dead all the fucking time. And people believe me, people believe me when I tell them that my phone is dead because I have an iPhone 4 that's about 900 fucking years old. Oh, shit. People go to steal my phone from me and they hand it back to me and tell me that it's time for an upgrade. (laughs) Uh, I don't give a shit. Fucking works. I can call out on it. Unfortunately, sometimes it rings. And uh, I hate it when my phone rings. I'm I'm sure that if you're an auto mechanic or anybody who fixes things for that matter, like myself, and you have a cell phone and it rings, 99% of the time is somebody wanting you to fix something of theirs. And 99% of the time when that happens, they're somebody who doesn't wanna fucking pay you anything to fix their shit. And that's fucking aggravating. So as far as I'm concerned, every time the phone rings, it's some charity calling me up asking me to do volunteer work for them. 
and I don't want to. Anyway, some of these features on some of these cars that people can't understand are also features that I personally can't understand. This whole lane change thing where the wheel actually jerks you back into the other lane. What if I was in my lane doing just fine, staying off the fucking line, thank you very much, and somebody started to try to merge into my lane without seeing me because that fucking happens all the time, and they just happen to be deaf, so the horn is useless for informing this fucking jackass that they're coming into my lane when I'm occupying that lane, and my car is trying to turn me into them. Who is liable in that accident? This person who can't hear my fucking horn is telling the cops that I turned into them, and my I can't dispute that. I can't. Well, I didn't turn into you. My car did. Oh, okay. Did a tree jump out in front of you too? No, no, asshole. Take my car for a fucking ride when it's fixed and see what happens when you fucking cross over the yellow line. You'll understand what I'm talking about. I don't want my car steering itself. I can fucking steer it. Anyway, I got lost there for a minute. I apologize, but I'm going to get back to the subject here is what people think. Okay. And that's actually what I think about some of these new features, okay? I don't feel like three quarters of them are necessary. If you're a a long time listener, you've heard some of this shit before. I just feel like the car was invented to replace the horse and all it needs to do is get us from point A to point B. It doesn't need to massage my balls or heat my back or fucking make the steering wheel square so I can see around it or it doesn't need to steer itself back into traffic and it it doesn't need to show me what's behind me in a camera you know, in a, in a screen, you know, just give me a radio. That's about the only thing I really need. Just, just fucking aim me towards my destination, place some stones on the fucking radio and call it done. That's it. That's all I want. I don't need all this extracurricular horse shit. Okay. Sunroofs. Oh yeah. I love sunroofs. Who knew that if you cut a hole in the roof of your car, that water would leak in. Oh, well I did. God damn it. Anyway, when people tell you what's wrong with their car, and I'm serious, I've said this five times already, I'm gonna say it one more time. You, Even if they're right, you have to tell them they were wrong because you don't need that shit. You need to put the kibosh on that shit. You tell one motherfucker that what he thought was wrong with his car was right, that's it, you are never gonna hear the end of that shit, ever. They're gonna believe that they could do your job. They're gonna believe that they could be a technician. They're gonna believe that they know what they're talking about when absolutely nothing could be further from the truth. So with all of that said, to finish this whole thing up, I wanted to tell you about some of the things that I've heard people say were wrong. And they were wrong. Uh, One of the things that I do is I like to buy junk cars and junkers. And some of you may have heard the story before. Uh, I had people tell me that transmissions were seized and then got the car, bought the car because because transmissions rarely seize, okay? Uh, really almost no matter what, what kind they are, whether they're manual or automatic, this is not something that trannies are known to do. So when, a, when, somebody, when somebody says that a transmission is seized, I think to myself, okay, moron. <laughs> and then I get the car home. When I buy the car cheap and I get it home and I figure out why it really won't move, I just laugh. Uh, this has happened to me several times. Yeah, when people tell me what they think is wrong with their car, I always uh, nod my head like I understand what they're talking about and think to myself inside my head, what a fucking moron. And what is it that you do for a living again? That's uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, sometimes what I say. And they go, well, you know, I, 
I work as a dental hygienist, but my father was a mechanic. That's great. That's great. What's your father think it is? Well, he's dead. Okay. Well, you know what? Even though he's dead, his opinion is probably still more valid than yours is. Okay. <laughs> so just keep it to yourself. Just save it. Just save it. All right. I've worn myself out. <laughs> as you can tell, I have worn myself out doing this podcast today. And uh, I need to go take a nap probably going to dream about things that people have said to me that were wrong, which is a lot of things. What I would like to do though, is that ask you guys to send me some of your best, what the customer thinks is wrong. And then what was really wrong. If you could, uh, we have a, a, a Facebook page. It's called, uh, ironically enough, grease the wheels. There's a spot there for you guys to put in all kinds of assorted stuff. If you would, you know, if you've got a good one, let, let me have it. I'd like to share it with everybody. Uh, and if you share it on a Facebook page and other people go to the Facebook page, they can see it and share it themselves. So that's, uh, that's the beauty of Facebook. But, uh, let's, let's hear some of the stories you guys have about, uh, what the customer thinks is wrong or what the owner of the car thinks is wrong when they're trying to sell it and, uh, how simple it is to fix it. If they're trying to sell it for a lot of money, which has happened. It's another thing that they do. It's like, oh, you know, uh, this is a brand new car, basically. and uh, But the motor's shot. But you can change the motor real easy. Oh, really? Yeah, it's real real easy. Uh, that's nice. Okay. All right. I'm going to go take a nap. And before I do that, what I'd like to do is just sign off. This is your Uncle Jimmy asking you for your feedback, your input, your comments, your questions, whatever you got for me. Okay? All right. So before I nod off, I just want to say... See ya. So that is it for another week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Hey, make sure you leave us some comments over there on iTunes. That always helps us out. If you know anybody who'd like the show, make sure you share it with them. Leave us ratings, subscribe, all that good stuff. This week's spotlighted automotive content creator is actually a website. It's called uggadugga.com. I gotta be honest that phrase always makes me laugh and somebody turned it into a blog for all things mechanics tech tools and toys next week we're talking about the foreman accountants hate him we usually like him and at the end of the day we're a lot more important than the accountants take care everybody see you next week